Mammoth Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCormack. Paul, I'm excited about this movie today. Paul, my name is Paul. I know, I, I just called you by name. Why have you come here today? Paul, we're recording the podcast. We do it every week. I will call you Steve. You are Steve. My name's Anthony. Paul, we're both speaking English right now. It's going to take forever to translate this. Our movie today is... Arrival. The trailer for this looked really interesting. And it was one of those that... It could have broken my mind, Paul. Like I was, I was, the trailer could have or the movie? The movie. Like, right. like I see the trailer and I think, maybe this is going to be one of those movies that you see and, and it just changes everything. And, but then there's also the competing voice of like, well, if that was the case, you know, we'd be reading articles about, you have to see this movie, it's going to break your mind, you know? Did your mind get broken? I, it didn't get broken, no. <laughs> okay. Is but- it slightly bent? Well, well, I I think this movie gave me what I was expecting from the trailer. Right, okay. You, know, you see the trailer and you go, oh, I kind of know what pool that is and I'm yeah. dipping my toe into. Um, but it also, it went in a in another direction too that it, 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 it I was happy that I went there. There was an, there was an emotional core or yes. plot uh, to this that I did not expect, and we'll get into that more after spoilers. Because mm-hmm, um, it really becomes the crux of the point of the movie. It does, the yes. emotional storyline as opposed to the, ooh, sci-fi aliens Which, which that's my jam. That's what I like. I, I, when you go into a movie and it's all, you know, uh, sheen, mm. it's all surface... They, I, I can't, oh, not Charlie Sheen. Not Charlie Sheen. Or Martin yeah. Sheen. Or, Ma- yeah, or Emilio... Estevez, he he is a sheen. <laughs> he is a sheen. Well, well, actually, the other sheens they're Estevezes, I think. So I don't even know how that oh, works. Um, <laughs> but the, the point is, like you know, it, the movie tricks you into paying attention to an emotional story. Yeah, with the with the science fiction sheen. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you bring up um, sheen because it, you know all these people that I say oh, I've seen this movie arri- arrival to. And they say, oh, yeah, with Charlie Sheen. I'm like, no, not with Charlie Sheen. That was years ago. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the arrival. Yeah. I didn't watch that in preparation. I don't know. Should I have? <laughs> it was like someone studying for a book report and they see, they watch David Copperfield's magic show. And they think they can talk about Charles Dickens's David Copperfield. That was a third rock from the sun joke that I'm referencing there. <laughs> I watched something in preparation for Jupiter Ascending. What was it? Mercury... Mercury rising for Jupiter <laughs> ascending. Really? Yeah. You could not get two very different, more different <laughs> films. seemed appropriate. Yeah. Um, so, wait, The Arrival, just to clear this up, is that a sci-fi film as well? I believe so. Oh, I believe okay. that's more of a panic movie. So, the, okay. this movie, you come in and it starts and you're like, it, it's kind of a, an Independence Day kind of beginning. Because mm, it, it is very yeah. like that, isn't it? Because you've got them turning up in all different cities, yeah. all locations around the world. Uh, intentions unknown. Yes. Um, and I really enjoy that, uh, the whole, that they're different kinds of aliens that you go up into the little, 
uh, hole in in the bottom of the ship, and then suddenly the gravity changes. And I like that they make a scene out of that. That when the people are jumping, that there is that panic, and there is that oh, I don't feel good about the gravity changing kind of thing. And and as you're seeing the 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 thing that's lifted them up, what do you call that? The you know the platform uh, that they're standing like the, on. Yeah, hydraulic platform. Hy- hydraulic thing. lift. Um, as that's going down, the thought occurs to me, and I, d- I don't know if this is on purpose that they're lingering on this shot, but I'm like, imagine if the aliens just turn the gravity. I was off. thinking, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> You're all trusting. Well, let's let's get straight into it. Yeah, because I feel like we've laid out the kind of film that it is. Now, this is directed by Denis Villeneuve. His last movie, Sicario, which I quite like. We didn't actually cover it on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but I really enjoy like that. Prisoners. Have you seen Prisoners? I have seen Prisoners. I, I I don't know what people generally think about Prisoners. I think generally Sicario is very well received. Um, it didn't really hit me in the same way that it hit, hit a lot of other people. Mm. But, but Prisoners I really enjoyed because it's one of these grisly kind of movies uh, you know, negative feelings, negative emotions, but it has this really kind of interesting ending that's kind mm. of strangely upbeat. It makes me, it, you know, when I when I remember back to the ending now, it makes me happy because I feel like there are happy ever afters for. I'm kind of getting the vibe from Dennis Villeneuve's films. I hope I'm saying that name right. Um, that. He maybe makes films that are almost like genre films or, like, they look like blockbusters on the outside. Yeah. And then they've got a little bit more going on yeah, below substance. the surface. Yeah, a little substance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems to be the vibe. So, that's very much what Arrival is. You kind of go, oh, my God, is this a huge blockbuster? We only had Independence Day a couple months ago and we're already getting this. Yeah. But actually, it's got a whole lot going on. So, let's get into it. Let's talk about, but, you yeah. know. Be- before we even get to spoilers. Yeah. Should I should I say uh, this is a part that I want to say pre spoilers, right, but it is it, it is kind of I want to be careful that it doesn't accidentally okay. spoil anything. You. But it, it's kind of like when when uh, d- now uh, this word I haven't pronounced it in a while. Denouement. Denou- I'll pay that. Yeah, I don't think I can do any better. When, when the denouement arrives, <laughs> right? It's not a single, you know. Click and everything falls into place. You kind of catch on to what's happening before the movie deliberately lets you know what's happening. And then when it happens, it's kind of... It, it's it's not so much a bang, it's a whimper, would you say? Is that fair to say? It's a slow release in a way. A slow release. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. the Which is, which is to say a denouement is basically when all the... All the tendrils of a plot come together, and yeah, perhaps yeah. A, is maybe the reveal of perhaps a twist or at least a, 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 a something it, revealed yeah. that you didn't realize. If, if this was a Shyamalan movie, that's oh. where the twist would be, yeah. the denouement. But that—that's essentially to say, yeah, the end of the movie, where the movie is going towards. Mm. 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 Um, so let's get into it. There's going to be spoilers, but the best way for there to be no spoilers is if you've seen the movie. So. Like, yeah, it kind of starts like it's an independent Independence Day. And obviously we have... I can't remember... I'm kind of... There's a lot of, like, first scenes. Like, we have... Is it, When do we first see Amy Adams' daughter and, like, her teaching and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so that whole daughter story is kind of the first note of the movie, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, God, yeah. That's the very first thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. kind of go through all the beats of her life, of... 
Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's like her as a kid and then growing up and then a teenager and then dying, right? Yeah. And I, I will confess right now, because there are sometimes you hear the violin. Mm. You hear the violin music. And there are sometimes when a movie starts and you hear that violin, you go, oh, good. I'm so in the mood for this. You know, I <laughs> this is where I was situated when I was watching this movie. I hear the violin and I think, oh, God, is this two hours? This is going to, you know, mm. only because, you know, I'm I'm a cynical. And, and I, I don't know if it was that particular day where I was like, I need something. I need a pick me up. And, you know, I need a, a shot of caffeine. I need, you know, something to get me. And then the violin starts playing. I'm like, oh, this is no good. But, like, what I love about that sequence is it kind of tells a mini... It's almost like a Pixar short because it tells the entire story of this little girl's life. It's like the start of Up. Yeah, exactly. It's the start of Up. Um, and then once that is done, then the movie starts, but yeah. you now have the knowledge of, of this. Yeah. And it's that, I mean, as we now know, it's the big mind fuck that actually yeah. that happens after the events of the film. Yes. So, let's let, can we just lay it out just so that we're, we know what we're working with? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amy Adams is already, if we actually go start from the start, although, you know, I know Amy Adams' voiceover, I don't know where the beginning of a story is, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. you cunning, Amy. Oh, I see what you oh. did there. Yeah. Like, right then and there, you kind of should have realized, oh, it's a circular narrative, mm. I guess. So she's a she's a good like she's an expert language professor person. Arrival happens, she gets called up. Her and Jeremy Renner work together real hard. They start translating. In the process of her what? So she she basically unlocks uh, being able to see through time because she knows the language so well. Is that what we're basically left with? Yeah, yeah. I, I, there are a couple. I, I, I see. I would be fascinated to talk to someone very languagey. Mm. Whether this movie, because you know, there are things that the movie does that I'm like, oh, that's very good. You know, you're, you're disciplined and you're taking your medicine, blah blah blah. But there are other things that I'm like, have they? I think they're taking leaps. Like, yeah. like for example, um, Amy will point to herself. I can't remember her character's name, but she'll point to herself and she'll say, Amy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Adams. And Jeremy Renner's Jeremy Renner. Um, Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye. <laughs> and, but to me, I'm like, that could be your name. If they have, if these aliens have a concept of a name, mm. that could be your gender. That could be, you know what I mean? There are yeah. so many things that word could mean. That to 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 walk away from that session and say it's all right. They know our names now. I'm yeah. like, that's a huge leap to take. Yeah, I guess so. But also, I guess because they're intelligent beings, so the argument can be made that they could kind of. They, there's a little bit of oh, deduction okay. going on. They're not yeah. they're not learning like a baby is learning. They're learning a second language. Oh, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I guess a certain amount of that that you kind of go. Well, they're building on already being sentient beings. See, I have, in, in terms of these aliens, I have the racism of lowered expectations. That's wow. What's, that's what's going on. A bit, bit xenophobic. Yeah. No, I, I love the aliens, but I'm like, I, you know, I'm trying to baby them. And it's like, Anthony, no, you're embarrassing yourself. I like that they nicknamed them Abbott and Costello. And I'd really like to think that there were some Australian audience members of this film just going, <laughs> why are they naming them after political figures? <laughs> I, you know, you know what I kind of like if, if as you get to the end of the movie and it's revealed to you what the like when they call them Abbott and Costello, you think to yourself, oh, the aliens don't know they're being named after a comedy duo, 
And then you get to the end of the movie, it's like, the aliens probably know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're probably like, like, imagine if they just started performing, like, who's on first? (laughs) (laughs) What's on second? That would be amazing. Uh, That would be the greatest, like, mindfuck. Because then, like, Amy and Jeremy would be just like, oh. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I don't know. Third base. <laughs> uh, their names, just so we remember: Doctor Louise Banks and Ian Donnelly. Ian Donnelly. Did, was that brought up in the movie? I <laughs> yeah, don't they, remember. They introduced them. Their names okay. The all right. All it's right. A pivotal scene. Yeah. I just don't remember it. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Renner. That's what I remember. <laughs> Least good Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was very interesting in that second movie. <laughs> Lois Lane in Worst Superman <laughs> Film Series. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I really like the design of the aliens. Uh, none of it made sense to me, but I really liked... Uh, number one, it looks like a giant, like, you know, octopus slash knuckle. Yeah. And But then you see them later and you realise that's not where they stop. Like, they keep yeah, going. Yeah, a cool reveal. Yeah. What are they? He- heptapod, is it? Heptapods, yeah. Seven... Seven? Se- is it hep- hept? Hept is seven, isn't yeah, it? Seven, yeah, seven. That's cool. It, 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 it's the whole inky, like they open up their f- their fingers or arms or whatever, and the ink comes out and it makes a circle. And I'm like, that happens, and I'm like, it, it's a cool kind of reveal once you get to the end of the movie because you say to yourself, in the same way that we have evolved from apes, mm. these things I reckon are like the octopuses of the future. That's my theory. That's my pitch. So maybe the the maybe they are originally from Earth and they evolved yeah. into the heptapods. Well, that's what I assumed. And they lost a yeah. What's the wait? What's that, the? That's what I assumed. The end was was that they were the the what's what's the opposite of ancestors? Processors. <laughs> Process descendants. That's that's the word. Uh, they were the descendants of Earth, and they're saying, you guys need to get your act together, because in 3,000 years, and and it's like the hint of, we're going to need you in 3,000 years, but I'm like, what What are you going to need? What's the character, what's the Septopus's name in um, Finding <laughs> Dory? Septopus. Um, oh, is it Hank? Hank, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's all connected. Yeah. Anyway, this is ridiculous. It's like that scene um, from V from Vendetta, and you walk in on me, and I'm I'm like staring at the wall, and you're like, Are "You right, Anthony?" And it's just like dominoes falling, and Hank from Finding Dory, and these septopods <laughs> from from Arrival. I'm like, it, they're all connected, or like in a beautiful mind. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, like that, yeah. that's that's connected as well. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so. Here's the thing. How long do you reckon they were, like, on the base there? Like, that passage of time was kind of uncertain, right? Yes. Like, they should have showed, like, Jeremy Renner, like, has a beard now or something. Because, like, surely that was months. And oh, also, yeah, yeah. And also, like, the thing of, like, oh, it's just these two people working on it. But surely they were sending that data back to, like, a huge team. Yes. And, like, a big computer somewhere at NASA or something doing... Like, the amount of computations and everything that they must have been running... Yeah, I, I like sure, and surely that was not just them being like, mm, "We'll just knuckle this out." Like, yeah, I don't know, well, knuckle this out as a phrase, but you know, <laughs> it, it felt like it was telling 
a, a kind of story like yeah i i don't you you're sort of you know saying how how realistic is that i i took it from the point of view of there are people outside who like the military is taking care of this and they're like what's taking so long yeah and then you see amy adams getting no sleep you know, in front of a computer trying to crack this code, and Jeremy Renner's doing the same thing. He's not getting much sleep. Um, and they're getting more and more, you know, it, it's part of the story, but they're getting hallucinatory. Uh, I just made up a word because they're mm. so sleep deprived. And I'm like, oh, this, there's something true in this. You know what I mean? People yeah. are baying for blood. Although it's not, it's not. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So Amy Adams. She has visions that are hallucinatory because there's a moment where it's like the heptapod is like in a room or something. Yes. But then also she starts to have visions, but that's later. So it's a bit confusing because she has visions of the future. Yes. Which you assume at the time of flashbacks, but they're not flashbacks. They're yeah. flash forwards. Mm. But she's also having hallucinatory, hey, there's a heptapod in my room. Yeah. So it's a bit confusing because it kind of, the realization kind of, Explains one thing and not the other. When, when did you cotton on to the twist? Because there was the uh, the flash forward with the uh, the young girl and she's drawing the drawing. Yeah, that's probably the first. And, and I missed that completely. Like she's like, I'm drawing you and Daddy talking to the aliens, and I I was like, okay, something's going on, but I didn't know what it was yet. Mm. I was like. The past is being affected by these aliens. Like I was still uh, confused. I don't know. I mean, I didn't put it all together necessarily. But yeah. when she's like, "Mummy and Daddy talk to the animals or whatever," yeah, I was kind of like, "Well, who else is that going to be?" Like that's got to be Jeff. Like I, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. You know, when you're kind of watching a film and you kind of go, "Oh, that's that's a thing," and instead you couldn't like stop watching the movie and try and figure it out. Exactly. Or you kind of just go, "Well, the film's going to tell me." Exactly. So like, kind like of if, start, you kind of tr- twig it, triggered a little thing in my head. I was like, ah, that's a, ah, yeah. That's note, a. note. But yeah, also, I was like, oh, the animal that they're talking to, like that's got to be the heptapod. It's got to be yeah. the animal. Yeah. And and I think it was um the I think the moment I triggered was when uh, Jeremy like like the daughter comes downstairs and asks Amy Adams for a word. And then she's going back upstairs, and then Jeremy Renner tells the word to Amy Adams. And then the Amy Adams, which we assume is flashback, but is actually flash forward, suddenly remembers that scientific word. Mm. Well, whatever that word is, but she she mentioned, like, it's a scientific term. The daughter's oh, looking for a um, science. It was, either, was it zero-sum game? Zero-sum game, that's it. Or was it positive-sum game? I think it was zero-sum game because I, I imagined Christoph Waltz bald in a Terry Gilliam universe. I did, when she was trying to think of that, be like, oh, what's that? And I wanted to yeah. get it before she did. And I thought of it. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know. I know my economics. Oh, you're very good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when when that happened, I was like, oh, that's the future now. Like, that's when I had it, I think, in my mm. head. It is a bit timey-wimey because it's like she only remembers what to say to the Chinese general because she said it in the future. And it's a bit yeah. like, oh, right. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, because the general was like, and the general seems to know. The general's like, this. remember this exact thing you said to me? Get a pen. You said- <laughs> <laughs> But also, yeah, because it plays out a bit weird because it, it kind of seems like in that moment, in the future, Amy Adams doesn't know what it is yet. 
Yeah. So, she's like, hey, what was that thing? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? So, it's yeah. almost like maybe she actually existing in the future. She controlling future self as opposed to just remembering. Because it's a bit like, well, the way those two characters acted in that future scene isn't yes. actually how it would play out if she already knew what had happened. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like the, the conceit of that moment, the tension of that moment is Sandemus time. Which is like, as opposed to Back to the Future, where you go back to 1955, and anything you do in 1955 is instantly 1985. Like, it's instantaneous. But it's more of a Bill and Ted's journey kind of thing, where it doesn't matter where you are in the timeline, San Dimas time is still ticking. Mm. Which is a kind of a weird, you know, it works in Bill and Ted's. And it works in Arrival, but it's kind of like, you need to wait those moments for that, you know, conversation to happen before you have access to the words. But that conversation has already happened, slash will happen. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Breaking my brain. Hey, so, this is the thing. And so, then, what we're led to believe is she knows that if they have a baby, the baby will get sick with something, whether it's, like, cancer or something like that. Looks cancery. Looks cancery. Yeah. And she'll die, but she'll have a very full life until she dies. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that- I forget now. Is that the decision that Jeremy Renner leaves her because of? I get the feeling it is, yeah. And that's- I was waiting for the um, the smoking gun, if you will, yeah. of like, okay, I know where, what's happening in this movie now, but I'm, I want to wait for the movie drops the Kaiser Soze-esque twist, right. you know, and then you know that you're allowed to know what what is happening in the movie. And that never really happened. It was kind of like this slow- you know, meditative. Although I think there was a point where you kind of went, "Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah." But it, like there but was it, a there was yeah. a definitely a point where you're like, "Okay, everyone in the cinema knows by now, yeah, surely." Yeah. yeah. Although I thought that's the thing. Like, am I missing something? Was there not a point that was like, Amy Adams made a decision that meant she saves the world and gets a sick daughter, as opposed to doesn't save the world, but her daughter doesn't get sick. That never was a thing, right? Am I making that up in my mind? Because that seemed like that would have been the thing. Right, that would have yeah, been like, you made yeah. the wrong decision. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that's interesting. I, I, um, yeah, I feel like if this was a traditional Hollywood blockbuster, yeah. that's exactly what right. it would have been. But I feel like what this story was going for and I feel like it it did this for me anyway I don't you you know your mileage may vary I feel like what it was is that in the um in in giving Amy Adams the the knowledge of the future that she needs to negotiate this political situation the aliens accidentally give her the knowledge of your daughter will die so so all of these things were going to happen anyway and but now there's an extra minority report esque dimension of if you do this now you do it knowing that your daughter will die, mm. and I feel and and then that becomes the argument. I definitely feel like that was the argument that split yeah her and and Jeremy Renner up. Now the thing is, they're like turning up, being like, "Hey, we need to give you some, we need to drop some knowledge." Because mm-hmm. you need to help us in was it three thousand years? Something yeah, like yeah, that. something like that. But we don't know what that is, right? That's yeah. <laughs> it's like what would be terrible is that in because th- it's all you know, peace. You know, get together. You're you're one of w- w- one of eight or one of twelve. 
you, you, yeah. you know, you're, you're a piece of the whole. You need right. to start talking with each other. And then 3,000 years, okay, good, you're all allied. We need you to fight in an intergalactic war for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like Space Gallipoli. We're putting you in the front line. <laughs> Space Gallipoli. <laughs> Space Gallipoli. Oh, my God. Uh, if we gave our episodes names other than <laughs> anything other than... The yeah. name of the movie. This episode will be called Space Gallipoli. This isn't the right space beach. We are, oh, gosh. Can we write an Ozploitation sci-fi <laughs> film called Space Gallipoli? Oh, my God. That's that, incredible. Yep. All right. TM. It's been 100 years. Do you reckon it's too soon? I <laughs> I, I, I mean, I guess Gallipoli still exists. I'm just yeah. saying the Gallipoli that Australians... Well, I see. Yeah. I... I I think the problem we have now is that a lot of people that were actually there are, you know, starting to pass away of old no, age. No, they're very much not <laughs> so, starting. When to, I say starting, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost. I don't, I it's don't actually potentially know how it, many it, are left. It's getting, it's getting to the point where we've lost all that primary knowledge. So, maybe what we need is an Ozploitation Space Gallipoli <laughs> movie. That people, got- <laughs> people can say, I was there. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't know what happened. Space Gallipoli. <laughs> um, but if they did end up in a Space Gallipoli yep. situation. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe the heptapods were just playing it cool. And in 3,000 years, they're like evil. Yeah. I mean, I hope they're not. But also, what if it didn't work? Like, what if none of them actually, like, no way any Amy Adams learnt the language, became future tellers, whatever. And, like, we end up just going to war with each other. And then the heptapods would be like... Oh, well, uh, what's the next planet? <laughs> like, yeah. why don't they just go from planet to planet? Yeah, yeah. are like, oh, these guys are dickheads. Oh, well. And they fly away as Earth just explodes from nuclear war. Is, isn't this the, the thing in, in 3,000 years, the human race turns up and, and there are like 70 other races of people turning up as well. And the heptapods turn to us and say, oh, sorry, guys, we're cool. We, <laughs> we, we had a couple of logs in the fire and- uh, yeah, we don't need you anymore. But thank you, thank you. We're like, uh, hey, how'd you um, how'd you get into this war? Oh, they they told us we were special and we need to work together because only us <laughs> we could save the universe. <laughs> yeah, they told us that too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we all united for nothing. <laughs> we have a better world system of government for no reason. This <laughs> no is terrible. No reason whatsoever. Do, do you, I feel like, you know, this is a, in our real world politi- political climate in 2016. Yeah. And, and you watch Arrival and things get better because of the time travel and space aliens. And, and you say, I wish in real life we had time traveling space aliens. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Because they're benevolent. Or, or I'm just going to, bad pitch, Paul, uh, a giant, uh, mind-reading octopus explodes in Times Square, and we all have to, you know, band together. You're referring to Watchmen. Well, I th- I think of Watchmen because of Doctor Manhattan. That whole kind of while I am here in this moment, I'm also in the future, living that at the exact same time. That's and that that is Amy Adams by the yeah. end of the movie. Hey, quick thing, I this film. Look, this didn't film film didn't knock me over. I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, by the yeah, end of it, yeah. I went, oh, okay, that's what this film is. Yep. Not quite what I was expecting. Um, and I wonder how many people will get that from it. The, I think the worst, the most confusing part of the film, actually, or I think just the worst directed, was the whole them setting explosives up on the on the deck. Yeah. And then the 
soldiers guarding the place and then Amy and Jeremy trying to get up there again. Did you find that just a little bit, like, not particularly, like, clearly directed in a way? Do you know what I mean? Like, you kind of just went, wait, who's doing what? Why are they doing? I mean, they set up, oh, okay, there's these two guys listening to, like, cons- you know, old yeah, right yeah. radio, so they want to go blow some shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of was like, when I was watching, I was like, wait, but who's... Who's set the charges? Did they get authority to set the charges, or are they are they terrorists? Right, What's going right, on? Yep, yep. You know what I mean. That was the yeah. that was the main part of the film that I just went. Oh, this is they haven't. They clearly needed this plot device, but they just didn't set it properly. But, yeah, the thing I really enjoyed about that sequence is the second the clock hits one, they they literally eject them, shut the door, and then it all explodes. And and later on, you find out is it Costello um, didn't make it. And and but in in the in the you know knowing now what we now know you say well the aliens know that you know they maybe they've planned ahead I don't know but um, they surely have the opportunity to have knowledge that that explosion is going to happen yeah or was it that they only knew it was going to happen a second before it happened yeah but I thought it was really cool that um, that in once in one moment. You go from I I have fear for the aliens. I have fear for our characters as well, our humans, you know. Mm. But I don't want the aliens to be hurt because that could potentially, you know, we we could be in Independence Day mm. if that happens. Um, but you know, in one moment, it changes from the aliens are, uh, you know, in in no control whatsoever to the aliens have got this covered. Like the like a boss, you know what I mean? Mm. They're like, uh, there are a couple of things we need to do. We got to tell you this. We got to tell you that. And now you got to get out of here because it's about to explode. Bye. <laughs> like I'm like aliens. Good job. Well, yeah, maybe that's the thing. That's why they left it to the last second because they were like, well, if we eject them early, it's all over. Right. Like the explosion yeah. goes off, they don't get to come back because maybe our boss. Ugh. You know, our boss won't let us come, you know, have you visit again because of the explosion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they're like, oh, it means Costello's going to die, but we need every second in this exchange that yeah. we have available. Because, I, I mean, I know why you have Costello die. You have Costello die. So, there are stakes, mm. you know, because otherwise it's a very bloodless, you know, it's not very tense at all. But at the same time, I'm like... Costello, you knew to get out of the way, didn't you? Yeah. Come on, Costello, yeah. you clown. <laughs> Who's on first? Not Costello. Because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> I, I, I wonder how much less efficient our communication would be, Paul. I mean, the podcast would definitely be more terrible if instead of saying words, sounds, you know, like this... We had to hold up our fingers and, and make little inky jet streams. Well, but it comes clear- No, because they make sounds, so clearly they can talk to each other. Oh, they can? But that's because that's early on. They have to- That's how it all starts, the sound. And, right, and right, the- right. And Forrest Whitaker, we haven't even mentioned, is like, hey, yes. what's the saying? And Amy's like, it's just noise. Like, how do you think I'm going to- Yeah, yeah. He's like, translate it. She's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> all I- right, well, I'll go find someone else. <laughs> All right. Oh, did you pick up on that whole thing? What's the Sanskrit word for war? I, and then when he came and was like, "What did he say?" I missed what. Yeah, I was looking forward to 
what that was going to be. And I, I had the exact same... You know, like I, that I, seemed I, like a missed up. They really just like it was too much noise, the helicopter noise or whatever. And yeah. you're just like, what? What was what, it? Yeah, what was what it? What was your really clever thing that you set up there? Um, I assumed, and I think it was because in the trailer they have that moment of uh, weapon, use weapon, and and she's arguing the case of weapon could mean tool. Mm. So I, I figured that the Sanskrit word, oh, it's something about too many goats or something like that, isn't it? Or too too yeah. many. Yeah, something like that. It was some. So yeah, they said something like that. But but yeah, it went right over my head. But what does I, that mean? Too many goats. Yeah, but I assume the point of that was the Sanskrit word for war is not our version of war. Therefore, we could accidentally very easily have a war with people who write Sanskrit. But then why go back to her instead of that guy that just told Forrest Whitaker the Sanskrit word for war? Yeah, well, I assume- It doesn't seem like a competence test. Yeah, I- I, yeah. I assume that it was like, she's saying, I can give you nuance and I can give you peace. Right. And this other guy's going to jump to conclusions. That That's what I took from that, and I don't know Maybe that is the right thing. I just don't think it was- you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Available to yeah, I, I was hungry for that moment. I was like, this is going to be a kick-ass line. And then the line happened. And I was like, what was that line? I missed <laughs> Anyone, it. Yeah. got that line? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, they could yeah. talk to her because the sound, but then it's kind of, it becomes very clear, I think, early on. They go, oh, we can't translate the sound, but at least language, written language, we can yeah, she's all like, these are the things that I need to translate. And he's like, oh, I see what you're doing. I'm out of here. I'm like, you, you moron, who you didn't bless his heart. Yeah, the He's whole good. the military approach to it of like, oh, no, we've got to do this thing. Oh, explain this to me. No, there's no way we can. It's kind of like, guys, chill. All right. I'm pretty sure there's like smarter people involved in the military that are like, yeah, let's do this properly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Forrest Whitaker's on their side in the end, or, you know, from halfway through, but it's a bit like this whole militaristic approach to like, no, this is how we'll do things. It's kind of yeah. like, well, all right. I don't. This is an unprecedented event in Earth's history. I do- What I do like is that it wasn't opposition for opposition's sake. Forrest Whitaker would say, explain this to me. And Amy Adams would explain it to him and he'd say, okay, I'll I'll take that up. Yeah. 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 That's true. You got to remind me again of the the name of my favorite actor because I keep forgetting the name of my favorite actor, but his name is Michael- Stuhlbarg. Stuhlbarg. I know his face. I need to r- r- memorize his name. But you love him so much. I love him so much. And and that was an exciting character as well. Because you know on the page what that character is supposed to be. That character is supposed to be the guy who's going to screw everything up at the last minute. Yeah. You know, because he's, he's, he's panicky. He's afraid. But he presents that character as so reasonable. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, like he'll be in a in a meeting with his arms crossed, and he'll say, "Listen, I'm going to tell you what the other governments are thinking right now." And you say, "Yeah, that is what the other governments are thinking." <laughs> like he's not, he's not an evil Donald Sutherland style general that wants to release the Mataba virus into a, you know, he he's a guy that's like, realistically speaking, this is the tension that we we've got going on, you know, and we have to. Anyway, I just, I just think he's great. Mm. Yeah, I think in terms of the geopolitical sort of, like, interplay with different 
countries. It was probably not ultra realistic, but maybe kind of indicative of maybe how that. Like, I kind of like that. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, you're kind of trying to give it a grounded sense of how this would play out. I, I was talking with a friend um, about the China thing, about all these new movies now that are so. Um, and it's not pro China in a subtle way. You know what I mean? Mm. It's very much America's licking. I, I, I don't want to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but I like. I really love the way that Arrival handled the China situation, which is China is a world leader essentially now. Like China mm. says it's jump. So. China says jump, and the rest of the world says how high. Uh. And China are they're not doing the you know they're 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 going the way that our heroes are going a different way. But they're going away of, we protect Earth first and foremost. We care about Earth countries, you know. We're China, we're the good guys, but we're this kind of good instead mm. of that kind of good. And and that the major tension of the movie is by the end convincing China, go this way. And I'm like, yeah, that's... that's you don't do a, like an Independence Day 2 kind of thing of like we couldn't have done this without our chinese pilots you know and it's just the camera lingers on them <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah that was good also australia got a look in as well don't yeah i don't know who that actor was oh yeah I, yeah i don't know either but, I, know, I yeah yeah it's good yeah good on him good on good on him i think we australians figured out some shit in the movie and we're like hey here's the thing yeah maybe this will help yeah yeah. Good old Aussie. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. Well done, <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's our movie autopsy for Arrival. Uh, if you like the podcast, tell other people about it. Like, just Facebook, Twitter. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Movie mm-hmm, Autopsy mm-hmm. on all the things. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, uh, hit subscribe on your favourite podcast. Catcher, device, yeah. app. Whatever. I think subscribing is a good idea in terms of like sometimes we sometimes we miss the Thursday by just a fraction of a second, <laughs> and and the good thing about subscribing is it is it, delivered straight to your. Oh, you'll get it. Yeah, as soon as it's out. Yeah, you cool. do, you don't have to go searching for it. Yeah. I mean, if this is the kind of thing that you'd like delivered to your I mean, home or if residence. people... I don't know if how useful... But, like, the pro- we have an interesting schedule with Movie Autopsy. Some podcasts, yeah. they'll either record and release, you know, whenever they want, or sometimes they record weeks in advance. For us, sometimes a screening schedule and then us actually getting the podcast recorded on out makes it quite difficult, because if the screening is literally on the Wednesday night... Yes. But sometimes it's very hard for us to get it out on the Thursday night. Yeah, we're a couple of... We've, so we we do a lot of juggling. Yeah. We're a couple of jugglers. We try and get it out. We are a couple of jugglers. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I've been Paul Culliver. I've been Anthony McCormack. We'll see you next time. See you then. See you then.